Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of this episode with my buddy, Nick Dorsey, podcast host, mentor, speaker, leadership and culture builder, social impact volunteer, host of the All Things Gratitude podcast. You can find him on LinkedIn at Nick Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y, but you can find him right here, right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Nick, man, part one was great. I can't wait for part two. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I mean, it's been a long little four-minute wait there between shows. <laughs> <laughs> As we record this and, and we release this episode, yeah, it's uh, the the magic of podcasting. Let, let's start yep. here, and, and, and I want to pick up, and I'll get into your story here in just a minute, but I want to pick up something from from the first part of our conversation where you were talking about conversations with guests. I'm one of these type of guys that, and I'll use the world of sports, for instance, I would love to sit down with Tiger Woods and talk oh, basketball with him. That would be where, interesting. Where, and that's what I'm saying. I would like to sit down with a guy like Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals who, who grew up a huge basketball fan and talk NBA with him. Yeah. Because people are going to ask, Joe Burrow, hey, what happened in the Super Bowl? How come you got sacked a bunch in the playoffs? They're going to ask Tiger Woods about golf-type questions. Where where I find intrigue with athletes, and a lot of people you know, would talk about Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is such an interesting interview because he takes a conversation in so many different directions. He's, he's so nuanced and, and able to, to go that way. When you think about conversations that you've had with guests, and you were talking in the last episode about just being free and wide open, are there conversations that you've wanted to have with people that that are outside of the norm? How do you feel about, about guests and conversations outside of their sphere of influence? I think it's good because it, it highlights guests in a different way. It makes them... For me, I look at it, it makes them look more human, if that doesn't make sense. They're just not stuck in this one area, you know, and people can relate to them more. Um, I like doing that. I, excuse me. I like, I like reaching out a little bit past their comfort zone just to see how far they'll go. 
but I will stop it if they look uncomfortable, you know, and, and they don't like it, you know, it's just, like I said, we were talking to a lady about a copywriter does all the stuff that for some reason we brought up an alien that we brought up a pyramid and holy cow that just spurred off just totally off what she did but it opened her up it that episode opened up to something just totally different you know thinking outside the box and people not just seeing you as one type of person people actually seeing you hey wait i can relate with this person even though i have nothing to do with copywriting skills but over here oh this would be a fun conversation with that person so opens them up to new connections and you never know takes one person change change your life brian so you never know you might find that one person in that type of conversation yeah well who's somebody that you want i mean with without you know and and i know you mentioned you you want to you know in the rebranding of the all things gratitude Mm -hmm. podcast you want to have some different people on who's one or two people that you would just kill to have a a 30 minute conversation with on your podcast oh man you you said one tiger woods um such an interesting life but um I don't know how deep I want to get in outside of golf with some things. So, you know, that might be a tough one, but um, I think Steph Curry would be interesting. And on a sports related wise, because of the fact smaller guy shoots out, shoots lights out all over the gym. Yeah. No, you NBA's never seen anybody like that before, but what he does outside the NBA, all the charitable work he does, he's huge in the golf with all that stuff. His wife does the cooking stuff. You know, there's so much more to him. But what what does 99% of the people in the world know him as? A three-point shooter, an yeah. NBA champion. You know, so I, I something like that. Um, and I don't care where we are right now. I'm not using this as a political thing. But whoever's the president of the United States, I think, would be a cool interview at that time. Yeah. No matter who they are. Just because of it's not really the person, it's the position. Yeah, You know, uh, I remember once uh, Air Force One flew over us. It was a president I did not care for. But, you know, I just stood there and looked at him. They're like, what? I thought you didn't like that person. I'm like, it's not that. It's the position. It's Air Force One. It's right yeah. there. It's it's that, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question, Brian. <laughs> well, You're, you make me think. But I'm a sports guy, so I want more sports Well, me too. Well, me too. You know, yeah. I like I would like to – you and I were talking before we started recording – about Ken Griffey Jr. You grew up in the Seattle area. I grew up a Reds fan. Of course, he played in Seattle and played in Cincinnati. I'd like to sit down with Jr. and go take me through the moments of uncertainty in your career. The first 10 years of your career, you you were on top of, of the baseball world. And then you get injured. And there's the uncertainty of, okay, you get injured once. Okay, I can come back. You get injured a second time some do, do, do doubts begin to creep into your mind you know take me through the last few years of your career when you weren't the same player that you were the first part i want to know more of the internal man what were you thinking feeling how did you keep yourself going how did you keep yourself encouraged things like i, I mean to me those are the kinds of things i'd love to know you know it'd be fun too with him piggybacking off king griffey is hey growing up being in the dugout with your dad and all those players playing catch with them and everything. How was that as a kid? Oh man. Being able to have access to that. I, I think for me, that would be like, whoa, because all of every little, not every little boy, a lot of people in this world growing up dream to be some type of professional athlete. 
when they're first learning how to play sports. Well, yeah, athletes want to be rock yeah. stars, and rock stars yeah. want to be athletes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that first time I remember when I was a little kid being on the sideline of a high school football game when I'm six or seven years old, I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Then I had the opportunity to be on a sideline in a college game, just the greatest thing. Then it was a NFL game. That was the great, you know, it's just like, as I'm getting older, it was getting better, you know, and I just want to know what's it like playing catch with like Joe Morgan and I think Johnny Bench back then, yeah. you know, all those, the big red machine. How was it just hanging around the in the locker room. I know you probably couldn't tell some stories, but how was it just, yeah. you know, just being around those people and just listening to them? How do they treat you? Were they really cool? You know, just, just stuff like that. Well, I think and here's really interesting. Nick, forgive me for jumping in there, but, but again, it, it kind of touches on, and I promise we're going to get to your story, but it, it touches <laughs> on <good>. something <laughs> that we talked about before about legacy is Joe Morgan passed away last year. Pete Rose will be 80 years old. I yeah. think next year, or, or he might already be 80 years old. Mm -hmm. Johnny Bench is in his mid to late 70s. Tony Perez is in his mid to late 70s. Even Ken Griffey Sr. in the mid to late 70s. These guys are getting up in years. Junior's over 50 himself right now. You're not going to have these people around much longer to to be able to, to talk about and share those things. And I remember several years ago, we went to a Reds game. And they were honoring the Big Red Machine. And all eight of those guys were there. Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, Tony Perez, Joe Morgan, Davey Concepcion, George Foster, Cesar Geronimo, Ken Griffey Sr., Pete Rose. They, they called them the Great Eight. And I still have that picture in my phone because I'm like, now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, Joe Morgan died last year. Mm -hmm. You know, people are people are going to pass away. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. I think Sparky Anderson, yeah, Sparky Anderson already passed away, the manager of that team. But you're right, man. It's it's the legacy and the power of those stories to be preserved for when Ken Griffey Jr. is 75 or 80 years old. Yep, exactly. And his kids and grandkids, you know, and, and you know, it's the connection of, you know, and, and they're starting to pass away more and more. But, you know, seeing Babe Ruth, as a kid, you, you know, somebody that's in their nineties and it'd be like, Oh, I saw Babe Ruth play. Babe Ruth's been dead for 75 years. You've been dead 75 years. Yeah. And that person still has that connection when he was alive and in his prime. And man, I just think we, we lose the power of those stories 
And, and, and I think that's what podcasting does is it preserves and protects a lot of those things. Forgive me for going off in a tangent there, but no, no, that's perfect. I love it. You know, but, but it's, do you feel with your podcast, do you feel a responsibility to, 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 to promote and preserve stories? I feel responsibility to promote the person that's on the show. So if that is some type of story, then absolutely. Um, the podcast is not for me. You know, it's for the person that's on. You're on my show. It's for you, Brian. And it's for the people out there listening. You know, like I said earlier, you know, people know who I am. That's why they're tuning in because they saw it on my post. They're connected to me. They know it. You know, so why talk about me? Let's talk about you. You know, sounds like a song, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but, you know, I, I, I think you do to a degree, depending on how far your reach out is. But, um, like I said, it takes one person to change someone's life. So I do try to make it in a way that, um, we're putting out a lot of information and we are, um, highlighting that person because, Hey, I've had a nurse on the show. I've had these organic healers, you know, but you know what, that works for someone and it may, it might've changed their life, you know, and and that's cool. You know, I had a voiceover actress on and all of a sudden she got a handful of people, you know, calling her, reaching out about doing voiceover stuff that could have changed one of those people's lives. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know all the back end stuff there, you know, that's between them, but you know, I think it's just making that connection and reaching out because if someone is listening to this and they feel a deep connection to me for some reason, they're going to reach out to me and maybe I can help them by just saying, Hey, just be yourself. You know, and yeah. this, this is how you talk to the camera. You know, this is how you talk to the microphone, you know, cause I'm not going to claim I'm great at any of this. I'm not, I just have fun, but if people like it then right on, <laughs> you know, that I'm doing something right. That's the way I look at it. So, well, and, and Nick, that's the thing is, is that, you know, it, it should be, you know, yeah, I, I'm the host of the Intentional Encourager podcast. But what makes the Intentional Encourager podcast, the Intentional Encourager podcast, is the caliber of people that you're able to bring on and, and find out more about them. And so, man, I, that's a great place to pivot. Is I want to find out more about you. Tell me. Take me back as far back as you want to go. I want to hear the story of your life, some challenges you've overcome, <laughs> some things you, you know, lessons you've learned. Man, I, I just want to give you the next little bit to just kind of tell your story and and make this part of the conversation about you and your life. Well, I grew up, I was a typical jock playing every sport I could. Uh, in high school, pretty successful. So very thankful for that. Go to college. Hey, I found college a lot of fun. <laughs> Probably not for the right reasons. You know, uh, we partied, we had fun. We partied some more and had some fun. Played rugby. Uh, um, got hurt. Played rugby some more. Partied some more. Ended up dropping out of school. So, come back home. I coach high school football. My old high school. And needed a job. But I was that young little punk who thought the world owed me everything. It would just fall into my lap and bam, money grew on a tree. <laughs> Boy, the real world kicked me in the butt really quick. Um, went to go work. Uh, a guy, a coach, his dad owned a plumbing company. So I went there. 
I dug ditches, drilled holes for two years, my friend. Just complete labor, complete crap, dude. Just hated it. But I was always showing up late to work. I was no calling, no showing because I was partying, you know. Hey, they're not going to do this. One day, owner came over to my house and basically said some choice words I won't say on here. Gave me a coming to Jesus talk, pretty much, and kind of changed my life right there. Uh, started focusing more on work. Gave me an opportunity. Should have fired me. Should have fired me a ton of times. Gave me an opportunity to be a lead. Uh, manage some of the warehouse stuff, you know, start working with the clients directly, start working with inspectors and everything. Did I fail a bunch of times? Yes, I did, but guess what I learned? I, I figured out how to learn from those failures and not put myself down. Do you so think that's kind of I, I got to ask you this, man. Forgive me for yeah. jumping in. Nah, it's all good. Have you thought about how you would have handled you in that moment? or if you would have said something differently to you, because I noticed when you were talking about that, you were like, man, that was the come to Jesus moment for me where he should have fired my butt and he didn't, but he lifted me. He should have fired me, but he lifted me. Have you ever thought about if you could step back, if you would have said something different to you, or was that exactly what you needed in that moment, could you now have, have, have done what he did for you then today? Yes. Um, 15 years ago, I would have been toss up how I would have reacted towards someone. Um, I'll be honest, you know, I've been, I mean, I've been in this, I've been in leadership roles for the last, you know, 15, 16 years, you know, and when I first got into it, I had that little, Hey, I'm your boss, blah, 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 you know, kind of attitude because first time I was in a position like that, learned really quick. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Well, yeah, and, well, um, here's the thing, you know, Nick. so yeah, here's the oh, thing too. And, and I, and I, and, and forgive me again, man, but I, I just, you were a high school football coach. Yep. And so you knew how to, to coach guys up. But there's motivate a, them in a football. A, but that's where I'm yeah. going with that. There's a difference. Yeah. There is a difference in, in what we would say in air quotes, coaching somebody up. Okay. You and I have played sports. I know what the definition of coaching somebody up is. It's actually lighting somebody up. Yep. And, and just saying, listen, you know, I'm going to motivate you by either lighting you up or taking away some playing time. One of those two things is going to light a fire under you. And if not, you don't deserve to be here. But for you, you had a different it was different in that moment. What was that moment like that really lit that fire? Was it was it more of a coach type of attitude situation? Or was it more of putting your armor? Because there are times you have to, good coaches know this, and you've learned this over time, I'm sure. You know when to grab, and forgive me for saying this, but again, the, the world I grew up in, you grabbed a kid by the face mask and said, come here, man. I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And you, you got in their shorts, so to speak. And there are times the great coaches know how to do both. They know how to get in the guy's shorts and they know how to put their arm around them. Was that for you in that moment when you had that come to Jesus with your, your boss at that time, did he get in your shorts or did he put his arm around you? He put his finger in my face. <laughs> 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 bam, bam, you know? <laughs> 
but he got the point across and now you know and that's what i needed yeah my parents could have told me anything they wanted but we know how it is we have kids we're always wrong yeah kids always know better you know then when they get older like man you're right i go because you're gonna go through the same thing with your kids now (laughs) you know it's just circle of life i call it you know it just happens you know um yeah that was it was something that needed and Brian, like three or, oh God, it was like six years later, I ended up going to, after I became a manager then in a casino, got promoted up to one. Went to a, um, went to a show down in Vegas, a conference, and I was able to be in the, um, you had a draw to get to the keynote speaker and everything. And I, I got into that uh, limited space. And I remember, and this is where everything changed for me, dude. This is where another changing moment. He, he stood up there and he's like, how many of you have had a horrible manager in your life? And people are scared to raise their hands. Their managers were in there in the room with them. He goes, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean this job, just any job. So, you know, almost the whole room raised their hand. He goes, then he put off a bunch of these different phrases. Have you ever heard these? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you hate being degraded? People are like, yeah, do you hate doing this? He goes, Okay, now, remember all those times and never do it to anyone else. That's what will make you a great leader. I was like, huh. He goes, remember all the shitty managers and don't be them. You know, so, and even thought about coaches and everything. I, I All this stuff went through my head that night. Just thinking about that young, I'm young, into new leadership positions and everything. I wanted to be that guy that everybody liked. You know, I... But I also, I need to put my foot down, you know, I, you know, it's just cause you're young, you know, and that's what you think it needs to be like. Cause we were coming out of a generation. That's where it was like, you know, it's my way or the highway kind of thing and learned a lot from that. And then that's where I'm like, okay, compassion, gratitude, and empathy needs to be my style. And I started doing that like 10, 15 years ago and learning, looking back to what my boss did, the coming to Jesus talk, I'd always say working my way from digging ditches all the way up to executive leadership positions. The only way I did that is through compassion, empathy, and just treat people like humans, not numbers, you know? And that that's, when I say my story, it's what my story is, is I was a complete failure. I didn't understand life or anything. And I was able to build my way all the way up to an executive level. And that's what I want to tell people. You can still do it. You know, it's there. You just got to work hard at it, but you got to know how to make the proper steps. You don't need a big fancy degree. You don't need all this. If you know how to do your job correctly, somebody's going to value it. Somebody's going to see it and somebody's going to take that risk and you're going to live a really good life. You know, I mean, because there's a lot of people who struggle in this world who can't go to college or don't have this because they made mistakes when they're younger, you know, and I want to give those people a chance if I can, you know, and I've given a lot of, a lot of team members chances like that and a lot of them have succeeded and i'm very proud of that and i'm very fortunate for that and i'm very fortunate to run across them because they've made me better you know well, it's, so it's that's almost, how i look at that well here's the thing nick it's almost like and not not almost like but it but it's like hey had somebody not given me a second chance when mm-hmm. i screwed up so royally and i i feel the same way you do you almost feel like you have to pay it forward because mm-hmm. in life, you get those second chances, and it's like, how are you going to capitalize on it? Yeah. 
you know, it's... Well, here, here's a big one, Brian. So think about it this way. This this how I think about it is I had an opportunity to better my career. So that was leaving the place I worked at. And I was scared to tell my boss, you know, because she gave me a lot of opportunities to get me to where I was. And I went and talked to her and she sat down. She's like, who do I need to call and talk to? And I, it just blew me away because you know how it is. If you have a good employee, you hate losing them. And a lot of people yeah. want to keep them as much as possible. And guess what? If you tell them no and don't help them, they're going to find something else and leave and just kind of screw you over on the way out the door. Sorry. Uh, you know, this way I was kind of like, you know, I looked at that, everything she did for me. She called the recruiter. She called the place. She wrote letters of recommendation, you know, and I'm just like, now I'm looking at people and I'm like, I tell my team members, like, come tell me if you need to go somewhere, let's talk about it. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Because if we can't promote you within the house here and we can't do that, I'm not going to stop you from furthering your career. And if I don't do that, I feel like a hypocrite because that was all done for me. So what you're saying earlier, that's where that story comes. Because it's like, I was given those opportunities by some of my people who are in leadership positions above me. If I didn't give that back, man, I, I just feel like a hypocrite. And you never know. Those people might end up coming back and working for you again somewhere down the road in yeah. that higher position to give you even more value yeah. because they remember what you did. That's the we, thing. Nick, That's a lost art right now. Well, no, and it's 100% right because I've, I've always said this. There's a vast difference between value and appreciation. Mm -hmm. People are getting tired of tokens. Well, here's a token of my appreciation. We're getting tired of tokens we want to know, hey, do you value me? Am I somebody you can't afford to lose? Am I somebody that that really makes an impact in this organization? And what you said there is so powerful because, and again, I think it ties so beautifully to your story, is somebody found value in you even when you couldn't see the value in yourself. Even yes. when you were off partying like a rock star, not showing up for work, being late, somebody goes, you know what, doggone it, I can't replace this guy. So I'm going to have to light him up and get my finger in his face because I can't afford to lose him because there's potential there and there's talent there. And what I sense when you were telling that story is that obstacle in my life became the thing that has driven the last 15 years of my life. Oh, yeah, it's been longer than that, but yeah, yeah absolutely. The, yeah, I mean, the gratitude. changed everything. So let me ask you this. How do you transmit gratitude 
and how do you continue to pay it forward from what somebody did for you? And has there ever been a time that it was hard for you to do that? I left a job to come to Arizona and that was hard for me because we built such an amazing team there. And I felt like I was letting them down, which I wasn't because I got to take care of myself too, you know, but that was one hard time. Um, uh, it's a good question, man. I've, I've had so many team members that have been influential towards me, you know, just in different ways and that I've been able to help, you know, because you never know, you never lived in somebody else's shoes, Brian, you never walked in their steps. You, you didn't grow up where they grew up and you just don't know what they've witnessed or seen. People come from abused families. People come from single family, single parent families. Some people, you know, lived on the streets, you know, some people fell into drugs and alcohol, you know, but they turn out to be just amazing people on the backside, you know, and people don't give them a chance because of their past, you know, and I just, I just feel given that past, I'm not saying I was at that point in my life that was that bad, but somebody gave me a chance. You know, I've given multiple people chances. I've given somebody a chance who was in prison for a long time for something that was a major mistake in her life. And mm -hmm. she came and worked for us and just turned her life around. And I'm, I'm proud of that because, you know, nobody else would have gave her that opportunity. And then when I was leaving the place, everybody wanted her to go work for her and these were all the same people that didn't want to give her a chance because I gave her that chance and she proved her value it wasn't me proving her value she proved it because she put in the work you know we, we guided her in the right direction but man she just put in the work you know yeah. and it was like finding a needle in the haystack with her and know? some people and just dig themselves out of those holes Nick they they yeah. just they they just she realized they, it yeah there's just something that you you were talking about coaching high school football. There are times, and you know this from, from being a coach, there are times you have to let your team dig itself out of its own hole. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you, can't, you can't coach it out of them. And I've said this about encouragement, and, and what you just said is really important. I said, look, no coach in their right mind, if their team's down by three touchdowns, no coach in their right mind is going to go to the sidelines and goes, boys, we're down three scores. Might as well just you might as well just take your gear off. We're we're done. Mm -hmm. We we can't score on this these guys. We can, we can't do anything. We're gonna put the scrubs in. We're gonna put the second string in. Ah, forget it. We might as well just pack it up and go. Until the game is out of reach, those coaches are coaching as hard as if they were up three scores. You don't take your foot off the gas because you never know, especially in football. And I've said this before, the NFL, the game, we it's a one-play league. Mm -hmm. One play can change a game. One play can define a career. One get one play can end a career. Yep. You know, it, it, the football is the ultimate one-play game. Mm -hmm. And so I love what you said there, and, and forgive me for jumping in there. I just, it's digging it out. It's It's finding it. I'd be remiss though, if I didn't ask you to share your biggest piece of intentional encouragement with people. So if you don't mind, I, I want to ask you to share that with the folks. And as we wrap up our conversation, my biggest piece of encouragement, yeah, good question. See, you didn't ask me the question before, so I didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> encouragement. I just think as a leader, I think the biggest thing I do to help people is 
I treat them like humans. I said this earlier, treat them like humans, not numbers. Because it's amazing when you start to get to know people and you learn about their families, about their lives, what they did. It encourages them to become better, a better person, a better employee, a better team member. Um, and I think just building up people. I don't know if that's exactly what you're looking for in an answer, but I mean, that's what I look at is just helping people, making them become better and helping them not make the mistakes I made. Yeah. You know, I mean, mistakes are good because you learn from them, but some people don't know how to learn from them. You know, yeah. they put themselves down so much. So if I could see that beforehand and stop it before it happens and make them better, I want everyone that works with me or for me, however you want to say that, um, to strive to be in my position. I want them. I want them to take over my position one day. I, I think that's what makes a strong department. That's what makes a strong team. If you have a bunch of people with the same goals and aspirations, you know, and if it's my time to move on from the company, I'll go find a job somewhere else. It's fine. But if one of those people fit in, awesome. Yeah. It, you know, it works, you know, so it's building people, especially in this time, mental wellness is just, just off the charts right now. So if you can find people, encourage them and help them. I think that's the biggest thing and just motivate them. Just give them some motivation. Tell them they're good. Tell them hi. Send them a text. Yeah. You know, just check in. That, I mean, it's it's not hard to do this stuff. In fact, that, that, a simple text can change someone's life too. It's like football, one play, one text, one phone call. Yeah. Never know. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Nick, again, tell folks where they can find you. Tell folks where they can find your podcast. If you missed the first part, you should go back and, and, and listen to the first part. You should not have it incomplete. Go back and listen. If you missed the first conversation we had, go back and listen to it. But Nick, tell folks where they can find you and find the All Things Gratitude podcast. Find both of us on LinkedIn, All Things Gratitude podcast, Nick Dorsey on LinkedIn, uh, Anchor, you go there. It's out to Spotify and all those fun places where Anchor sends everything out. Um, but yeah, if you go to my LinkedIn page, everything's right there. You you find everything. So that's the only social media I'm on. It's the only one I like. So only what drives my business well so that's what i go with and i enjoy it so uh yeah so that's about it Brian. man nick this, <laughs> nick this has been so cool it's been a blast yeah, it's, a great it time. Is, it's been it's been bet i knew it was going to be good i didn't know it was going to be this good and, and again i so appreciate and thank you for joining me today on the intentional Kirch podcast thanks brother have a great day man My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.